guys, headbangers and metalheads, this is Doral Passion. You're listening to Iron City Rocks, and I wish you a great time and rock on. Hi, this is Axel Rolly Pell, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, everybody, this is Johnny Gioelli from Hardline, Axel Rudy Pell, Crush 40, and now my debut solo album entitled Johnny, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Welcome to episode 296 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, and heavy metal music on the net. Episode 296, we have uh, from the band Axel Rudy Pell, a vocalist I've been looking forward to getting on the show for a very long time, Johnny Gioelli, uh, who was also the vocalist of the band Hardline, and uh, again, he's been with Axel Rudy Pell for quite a number of years. Uh, we're talking to him about his uh the beginning of the project of his first solo album. Uh, he's got a Pledge Music campaign going on, which we will talk to him about in just a moment. Uh, not only for his new album, but for a great cause for a young man who has gone through some tragic events. So, I want to get you in the mood for some Axel Rudy Pell. I know a lot of Americans are probably not familiar with Axel Rudy Pell. Uh, he is a uh, guitarist who was in the band Steeler. Uh, formed a band has been quite uh, a big following in Europe. Uh, Axel is raced us on Iron City Rocks twice in the past so if you go to our website you can check out those episodes. Johnny um, as I mentioned was in the band Hardline which did feature Neil Sean has been singing with Axel for a number of years as I said. Uh, Johnny is uh, an American, he lives out on the uh, east coast right now so let's play you the uh, newest single from Axel Rudy Pell's album Game of Sins which was just released in January the song is called The King of Fools play you a little bit of a hardline track which you may have forgotten about but I'm sure you're going to remember as soon as you hear it and we're going to talk to John
my pleasure to welcome to the show. We have Johnny Gioelli of the band Axel Rudy Pell joining us. How you doing, Johnny? Hey, doing great, man. How are you today? Doing fantastic. As I mentioned uh, before we started recording, I've had Axel on, uh, I believe, twice in the past. Uh, you guys have a brand new record, uh, which I would love to talk about, and you also have a pledge music, which I'd like to start out with. Um, you have been in the music industry for 20-plus years, probably 30 years by this point. Um, professionally, this will be your first solo album, though, correct? Yes, yes, yes. Let's talk about what drove it to why now. It's a great question. A lot of people are asking it. Um, you know, I, I've been obviously very loyal to the groups that I've been, um, you know, working with. You know, Hardline mm-hmm. uh, still exists today. Axel Rudy Pell's going on 17 years. I've been performing with Axel. Crush 40, the same thing with my Sega, you know, um, music that we write. That's also 17 years in the making. And honestly, I've been so busy that I just never thought about it uh, until now. I just uh, one day sat back and said, I need to be personally creative. Mm -hmm. And and then, uh, you know, it it just kind of moved quickly from there. I just thought about it. You know, it takes a lot of time, a lot of financial investment um, to uh, you know to to participate in, in making your own CD. It just right. does. I don't I don't do you know I don't make little basement CDs. Right. Um, so uh, you know, it just it, it was just a lot of thought behind um, why and how um, to make it happen. And then what happened was a good family friend of ours, their son, tragically. Uh, dove into the water here in, uh, on the East Coast into Long Island Sound and hit a rock mm. and is paralyzed from the neck down. Okay. And I said, I've got, I've got to help these people. The, you mm. know, the cost of rehabilitation is off the charts, man. I mean, yeah. it's millions and millions and millions of dollars, and i got to help. So I said, how can I do this? How can I combine, you know, both um, uh, projects? And, and, um, and that's when... Uh, I learned to pledge music and said, "Wow, this is the perfect forum for, um, you know, creating funding for the record. Uh, it's costly, man. It's not cheap to make a record, and yeah. um, and it's not uh, obviously it's not uh, cheap to uh, rehabilitate from from um, an accident like that. So combining both efforts, and it's so far we're we're off to a good start, man. We're still pushing and clawing and scratching, but it's going to work out great. Now, um." For those not familiar, if they just go to pledgemusic.com forward slash projects forward slash Johnny G-O-L-E, uh, and I'll include the links in the show notes, um, you can get a list of you know different streaming performances you're doing, autograph, hardline posters, um, meet and greets at the ARP shows, all kinds of really cool stuff. Um, as a writer, I mean, do you do much writing with ARP or in hardline, or how, how is this for you? Are you going to be collaborating with folks on this album, or...? Yeah, I'm to the point now where I like collaborating. Back, you know, back in the late '80s, you know, when we started Hardline, actually started in '89, uh, and uh, it was primarily me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I brought, you know, then Neil added his thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So I would literally back in the Hardline. So if you want to know the, you know, the process, what we did, I was the writer. It was okay. me. Okay. So all those songs, um, with exception to like Hot Sheree, which was written by Danny Spanos, um, that was me. I would sit at Neil's house literally all day. He was in the studio at the time with Bad English, and um, I'd write. 
and I'd write and I'd write and I'd write. He'd come home from the studio and I'd say, okay, Neil, check this out. You know, I just, you know, and I would play what I wrote that day. And he'd be like, man, that's killer. Let's do this. And he'd, he'd add his touch, his feel. Right. And sorry, I should never do an interview with a guitar in my hand. It's like impossible to talk. No, that's okay, all right. So, um, yeah, no, so he would add his flavor and stuff like that. And, you know, that's how that whole uh, Double Eclipse was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, my brother Joe would add his, uh, you know, his, his creativity to it, whether it was, you know, a, a few notes or a few lyrics or whatever it was. And then we just shared in all the love and the, and the writing. Sure. Um, with Axel, Axel's a different, uh, it's a different, it's a different beast with Axel. Mm-hmm. He, um, he has such a, I want, I always like to say, a, like a Grateful Dead following, mm-hmm. um, which is very much alive. And, um, he likes to do, handle all the creativity himself. He knows okay. exactly what works. He knows exactly what his fans who were there way before I was involved, he knows exactly what they want. And so, I just, you know, I'm I'm the voice, and I will obviously offer suggestions, and some are taken, some are not, and it's just it works, man. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. the way Axel does it. So I don't participate in any of the writing uh, with Axel at all. Okay. I offer, but it just uh, hasn't happened yet. Right. Now, when you're doing those songs in the studio with Axel, I mean, does he give you down to the vocal melody and the lyrics, or are you um, given a little like interpretation when it comes to that kind of stuff? Well, that's where that's where my creativity kicks in, and so the you know the short answer is, he'll give me an idea, right. what he hears uh, in his mind, and but he has absolute. We laugh every year, man. It's it's an ongoing, now seventeen year joke. Axel will lay down a pilot vocal, mm-hmm. just something that he wants to, you know, something that's in his head. He wants me to hear, <laughs> but it's not even close, not even close to a representation of anything that we've ever developed on a CD. Right. I mean, we, I really, I keep threatening him that we need to release one of those songs with his voice on it, and everyone would probably have to wear a diaper, because it's that funny, you'd probably soil yourself. Yeah, I, I can't. So, because it, he, he hears it in his mind, but he can't translate it. So that's when I take over, and I said, you know, let me just run with this, I think I know what you want here, and then I go to town. And uh, we're pretty fast. Um, I used to, back in the day, you know, even, shoot, not even, you know, five, six years ago, I'd fly to Germany. We work together in the studio. Now with technology, he's literally on mm-hmm. Skype, and we go through each song, and I try to get out of his mind what, you know, what he wants, what he's hearing. Because, you know, this ARP is about his creativity. It's his baby, and I respect that. And so I want to make sure I'm uh, giving him everything he needs. So, we go through it on Skype, and I mark up, uh, and that's part of the exclusives too. I literally take these sheets and I mark them up and notes, and it's it's kind of crazy the way we do it. And then he leaves me alone, and then we we next day we review. Okay, check this out. And, wow, oh my God, I love this. I love that. I love this. Let's add this. Let's add that. That's how we do it. I don't even know what these songs are until they until the file hits me, and then I listen to them and go, okay, I, I got it. So that's how we do it, now, man. When you guys do, I have to say, like on the last two albums, you had the cover songs of Hey, Hey, My, My and, and the Hendrix song. Does he give you guideline there? Because, I mean, you really, with Hey, Hey, My, My, I can't imagine, maybe I'm over 
steady, but like the guitar is giving the singer the ability, you know, the idea of how to do that song. I mean, you just nailed that song in particular. Thanks, man. No, he just said um, he wants it to have our classic Pell vibe and just go mm-hmm. for it. And I did. I just kind of went for it. Really, that, that's it. Same same with uh, with Hallelujah, which yeah. I just checked that out. Too. I mean, that Hallelujah song now on YouTube has close to four million views, and um, I scratch my head every time wondering why we don't play that live um, for the fans. But that's okay. It's another story. But um, yeah, same thing there. He goes, Johnny. I you know I heard this girl sing the song Hallelujah on some talent mm-hmm. show, and can you just kind of you know do it sort of the way she did it and i'm gonna be honest with you man i never even heard the song before and i listened to it once and i said okay this song is this this song has depth it has you know there's passion to this song i know what to do here and i just sang it that's it i don't know that's that's i guess um what people say that's you know that's the gift Uh, and um i just go for it man so yeah very little very little direction more and um, you know more of hey Johnny you do what you yeah, do. I mean when when you listen I mean you you took all of those songs I think and really made them your own and Hallelujah I mean that's a song that I think maybe a little bit intimidating for a singer in that so many people have covered it maybe you were lucky if you didn't know that I mean from Bono all the way down the line have kind of tackled that song so you you know you got big shoes to step into there but. Uh, yeah, but I kicked all their asses, well, didn't yeah, I? I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> think kidding. Bono could get up to those notes, man. Um, <laughs> no, I don't think so, but he's, he's got some vibe, he's, man. He's you got some know. sort of mojo working in a different way. but Yeah, he does. But, uh, it's worked for him. So, good. so far, so far. <laughs> Just, yeah, so far. We'll see, yeah. See how next year plays exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> Live off the interest. But, um, yes. now, when you approach your solo material, I mean, is that just... You know, you sitting around noodling on the couch writing riffs, or, or do you get some people you've worked with over the years to kind of bounce ideas with, or, or how do you approach the solo stuff? Yeah, it's a combination of both. Um, again, like I said earlier, I like to collaborate mm-hmm. now. I never used to. It was just me, 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 and everything I heard in my head. But you know, as uh, as we get older, we realize that um, it's it's more creative and more fun to have other creative people and other talented people involved in uh you know in creating right. something it's it's cool so i'm always open to uh other writers and um especially i may not know just like you know reprimanding a kid you know they may not know what's best for them but we have to right. tell them you know as a parent same thing in with with writing i may not always hear um what's best right. for me and when someone, so it's nice to have someone bring that out of you, whether it's in a, in, you know, writing piece or, um, you know, a melody or mm-hmm. something. So, um, so this solo album will have definitely be a, a combination effort. And, you know, do I sit around and noodle? I, all yeah. the time. Do I, do I walk around and sing all day to nauseam? I mean, I, I make my family insane. I'm always, do, 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 I'm all, yeah, it's just, I can't help it, man. It's, it circulates in my bloodstream. Mm-hmm. So I'm always hearing things and jotting stuff down. I literally do have a pad at my bedside because I do wake up in the middle of the night. People, you know, people have said that, and you know, I don't know if they're right. being truthful at night. I really do have it because I get ideas in the middle of the night. It's crazy, and I, I write lyrics down and 
stuff like that. You know, it's just uh, it's kind of like a mixed blessing, man. Sort of, it can be a curse too because you just want to sleep yeah. sometimes. But ideas and you hear melody and you gotta, you know, you gotta go with it because it's someone is telling you something. Now, Johnny, so, coming up, did did someone teach you to sing? Or, or I mean, with the style in which you sing, I could see it being very easy if you didn't know how to properly sing to to ruin yourself and burn out. Did did someone take the time along the way of choir or something? No, it's a that's a good question and uh, no. What well, yes and no. Let me let me back up. Before I got involved in music, I've been playing. I've been a professional musician um, since I was 11 years old. Literally touring up and down the East mm-hmm. Coast, which I'm now happily on this coast again. It was in the West. I was on the West Coast for 24 years and moved back to my roots here. Um, I. I uh, I would, prior to my uh, to my little music career here, I was in uh, involved in theater. I worked. I did a lot of off Broadway and stuff like that. I was a young age, eight, nine, ten mm-hmm. years old. And did I know how to sing back then? I I, I didn't. And there was there was a, a musical director. This guy's name was Bruce. I can't remember his last name. And I got a show. I think it was like Bye Bye mm-hmm. Birdie or one of these you know famous musicals. And it was a singing part, obviously. I started in a show and I had to sing. I'm like, I don't know how to sing, but I wasn't right. afraid. I was just like, okay, what do I got to do? That man, to this day, I credit him with teaching me how to open my mouth. I didn't know it was there. Um, now, things like pitch and vibrato and placement and passion and you know phrasing and stuff like that, I probably didn't have that back then. That's just, you know, it's, it's um, you know, a lot of, maturity and, and experience and learning and blah 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 but that guy to- taught me that I can open my mouth and I can make a note after that show honestly it just um, I'm, I'm a pretty spiritual guy it was a, it was a God given sure. gift and it just happened um, I never had a CD collection I never had a record collection I don't try to sound like anyone my voice people say wow you sound a little bit like Dio you sound a little bit like you know Klaus Minor Scorpions right. uh, you know, I love all those guys, but I, I never tried to emulate anyone. It just—it's what happens when I sing. It just this is my sound, and that's yeah, it. So that's—it's normal for me. So I don't wreck it because it's just right. normal, you know. Just what yeah, happens. I, I hear someone sing like that, and I, I always think of um, Tom Kiefer. You know, who had a lot of throat problems, but obviously his singing style was very different than yours. You know. It sounded like a lot of it was in his throat, and you know a lot of those records. Yeah, I don't know how he but, did that. But you know, sometimes I hear yours, and I think you probably don't need a PA to be heard. You know, maybe I'm wrong, but it, <laughs> the way you sing, it sounds like it would kind of cut through, you know, without a mic. And, uh, yeah, it's it's it is it can be a little loud and and obnoxious. I'll admit that at no. times. <laughs> um, do you plan on doing any touring on your own in the East Coast? I know uh, uh, talking to Axel in the past touring for that band in the United States isn't the most cost prohibitive thing but um, do you get to do many live shows in the States you know I've I've, I see myself doing more and more and we are in talks with some very big shows here in the US uh, that I'm hoping to announce uh, next month I'd like to I'd like to do it you know um, with my solo effort and have some great musicians on the stage and just get out there and have a lot of fun I haven't paid too much attention to my own country only because the audience has thinned out, <laughs> we'll say, put it in a nice way. 
and I, I honestly I've been you know fo- so focused on on all the touring and stuff in Europe that um, I haven't had the time. But I am refocusing towards the U.S. and and I do want to do shows for sure. Whether they'll be hardline shows or Johnny shows, I don't know yet at this point. But do I want to play? Who who doesn't? I mean, that's just uh, that's the lifeblood of any musician is being able being able to uh, you know have have these fans and have these people witness these the, the new material uh, in a live format. I mean, that's everything. Now, is the bulk of 2016 kind of mapped out with ARP for for European shows? Yes, uh, between all the April shows and then uh, again in September and then a lot of big festivals in June, July, August. Yeah, we're pretty, pretty solid. I'll, I'll tell you what's wild is ARP has a roadmap and it's already planned through 2020. 2020 yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to have for breakfast tomorrow, let alone 2020. Yeah, really. But it is. It's roadmapped out, so man, I got to hit the gym yeah, hard. Yeah, and that's that's it's it's amazing. I think a lot of Americans in this way I always try to get you know you guys on the show. It's a tragically under-realized band in the United States, you know, and obviously Europe has embraced oh, you guys. Nice. Um, I stumbled on you guys by accident, as I mentioned before we we started the interview. You know, just on a Netflix, I just found you guys and rented the DVD and was like, whoa. You know, it was kind of a combination of Ingve Malmsteen and you know your voice, and uh, it was just a really cool thing. So, um, it would love Thanks. to see you guys get in the United States. Certainly understand that you know, with the economics of touring, that may not be possible. But you know, maybe we'll get some solo shows on the East Coast, which isn't too far away. Yeah, yeah. All right, Johnny, I want to yeah. wish you uh, the best of luck again. It's pledgemusic.com forward slash projects forward slash Johnny G O L E. That's G I O E L I. Uh, you can find a Wow, you nailed it like a pasta dish. <laughs> Perfect. But um, you check that out again uh, in the benefiting. The Joe Barber was the young man's name, correct? That's okay. Exactly right. A 17-year-old Joe Barber. We've got to help him, guys. All right, great. Well, Johnny, I want to thank you so much. I appreciate your time, man. Likewise, man. Take care. I heard there was a secret chord. David played and it pleased the Lord But you don't really care for music, do ya? Well, it goes like this The fourth, the fifth, the minor fall Then the major lift, the baffled king composing Hallelujah
there you have just a masterful rendition of the Leonard Cohen classic, Alleluia. That song performed by Jeff Buckley, U2, uh, countless other artists have done that song. So I'm sure at some point you've heard of it. Johnny just really hit it out of the park. And as he mentions in the interview, he didn't really heard it prior to singing it. So it's kind of a cool to hear that. Uh, you can find more information on Axel Rudy Pell's website. It's A-X-E-L-R-U-D-I. P-E-L-L, I just Googled that, I believe it's .de for uh, German. Uh, they have a tour kicking off in April, doing uh, dates in the uh, early part of April in Germany, then before moving to Czechoslovakia. Uh, as we mentioned in the interview, uh, kind of hard for them to get overseas to do tours with the cost of touring in the United States and a band that um, isn't on the radar for a lot of Americans. But if you go to Amazon, uh, they're also on Spotify, uh, Give yourself a chance and listen to the music. If you like melodic hard rock, uh, fantastic, fantastic band. You can check us out at ironcityrocks.com, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, forward slash ironcityrocks, uh, ironcityrocks at gmail.com. We love getting email from all of you folks out there. And until next time, thank you for listening.